Thank you for listening to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode. Today we'll be covering Married at First Sight. Season 14, episode 9 is Love on the Table. Super long week at work. Crazy hours. Worked on Friday when I wasn't even supposed to. So when it was came time to record and do editing, it just was not going to happen. Well, then you have me pestering you to go watch the Batman. <laughs> that was fun, though. I took a nap. We went and saw the Batman. Great movie. I really, I really enjoyed it. I think that movie has an interesting divide in the fan base. It really does. I've, I've seen some mixed opinions. Overall, I think I was a hater when I saw the initial set release photos of what the Batman would look like as far as... Excuse me? As far Edward? As your boy, what? Your boy Edward uh, playing the Batman. I think a lot of folks thought it looked pretty corny, but honestly, seeing it on film, I thought they did a really good job. I think they did a really good job. This I don't think this is a spoiler, but I want to talk about it for like two minutes. All right. Well, yeah, we're going to do our best not to do any spoilers. Real general. Not yeah, anything real, that real happened. General. Every single time the Riddler came on the screen, I was fascinated with how he kept his glasses on. Oh, interesting. I kept looking real hard. Did you ever notice? Because his ears are in his mask. Oh, so are his glasses just that tight, or does he tape them to his mask? He probably tapes them. That's so corny. I did like how it was real, like a real gritty type of movie, real mm-hmm. dark, right? The the city's, you know, it's not all bright and cheery and in it. Similar to Twilight. For something like Batman... It just works really well. Yeah, it, it, it really, really does. Good. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, it is a long watch. So if you, if you go head to the restroom beforehand, make yes. sure you have all your food, snacks, like be ready to. Because there was a lot of people getting up during the movie because they had to go get snacks, beer, take kiddos to the bathroom. It, it was I mean, like, you can't really help that. We're like an hour and a half in and I checked my watch. And sometimes in movies, you might be over it at some point. You're like, okay, I get it. You know, I, I got the story. Like, when's it going to end? But I actually didn't mind. I was thinking, I was like, man, we have another hour of this. Like, like this is pretty cool. Like, yeah, it was good. Let's keep this going. But I will say the theater we went to, it doesn't have, like, the most comfortable seats. And it can kind of feel long. We just go to a little local theater. Yeah. So it's not, like, one of the big guys and the plush big, seats yeah, and recliners. recliners yeah. Nothing like that. Very mm-hmm. basic. Yeah, I'd recommend, hey, definitely check it out. We got in matinee, it was like seven bucks. Definitely good time. Hey, three hours or seven bucks for entertainment. Can't do much better. Back to Married at First Sight. Do you just want to go into the episode? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed it. Disappointed in many people this week. Well, disappointed in people, not disappointed in the episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way to say it. The first scene of the episode is Katina going grocery shopping for food, and she hopes that when she gets back that she's not kind of getting in trouble for not getting enough. Fuck that. We'll go deep in, deeper yeah. into their relationship. Keep this in your head. Yeah, but it seems like she is on edge. Can I say, like, yes. can I say that? She has to please him. She has to walk on eggshells. Does anyone truly want to be in a relationship where you can't be yourself? I mean, I, I get that folks are learning about each other, but there's maybe like a more natural way than this way. It seems a little bit forced. My initial thought is if you are forcing someone to be this image that you view that your wife has to be, that person's not for you. Yeah, you're not falling in love with who this person is. You're sort of making them be the person you want. when you Regardless you of imagined. if they want that. Right, right. The person you imagined you would be married to. I think there's a there's a big difference there. So keep that in your head. We'll definitely come back to it. 
Starting off with Steve and Noi. Noi planned a scavenger hunt for Steve, and the end was her. What are your thoughts on scavenger hunts? I think they're fine. If I'm mad at you, this will just piss me off more. They were in a spot, as far as we know, if I was in his position, I'd be like, I don't want to go on a fucking no. scavenger hunt. <laughs> oh, and you're the prize? Great. Shittiest prize. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you're in a bad mode of your relationship, it's not a good idea to be like, can you go on a scavenger hunt? I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> if, I, if I'm mad at you and you're the prize at the end, I'm just walking away. I'm leaving. I did there. like that they seemed to... They seemed happier then. Seemed happier at the end. And, you know, we want to see positive things because it's a lot of negative shit this season. So, honestly, the more positivity that I could watch, that's that's fine. So, if they can get over it and move on and have some good times on camera, that would be cool. The exercise this week for all the couples was essentially talking about past loves and what it takes for them to fall in love. This type of question is always really dangerous. It's dangerous. You need to tread lightly. Have you you been in love before? I'm like, these questions could just go real south. I wasn't surprised that when Noi and Steve had to do their questions, that Noi was almost annoyed that he had any past relationship. This man is, is closing in on 40. Right. Girl, you you aren't his first love, as as he is not your first love either. No, she wants that young young love, that giddy, that can't get enough of each other. Maybe, You're obsessed. maybe that's just her her love energy. I mean, that's how she treats every relationship. She puts a lot of pressure on the L word, which is kind of insane because you've known each other for like three weeks at this point. Thank you. That's crazy. I understand that this is a sped up version of being in a relationship, but that's a lot. I'm just trying to put myself into their shoes. Maybe something I would tell myself is like, hey, don't expect this person to say I love you. And like, But she was so the first hurt. Month, the first, there's so much to get to know that I, I don't know. Would you really feel comfortable saying that to someone you really didn't know? No. And if someone said it to me, it would freak me out, to be honest. You'd be like, you don't even know who I am. I already told you. If I was on this show, I would be like Jeff D and say, you're a stranger. They're like, I love you. And you're like, you're a stranger. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) (laughs) On their three-week anniversary, they went to go have a picnic. And it was very sweet. They talked about their relationship. And Steve gave Noi a forehead kiss. And the whole internet just fell in love. He finally said it. Yeah, he did say the uh, magic words. Which, yeah, Noi was on to something. The fact that he was, she mentions it in a different conversation that she was shocked at how hurt he was that she distanced herself for like a 24-hour period. No, 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 no. I refuse. I refuse that. Why? Was that not the point? Why else are you acting like that? I guess you wanted to be chased, that kind of thing. Yeah, and you want to hurt them. Yeah. Why did you act like that? That's true. No, that, I don't accept that. Do you think, uh, do you think this is genuine or... Is this Steve sort of trying to appease Noi? No, I think Steve. I don't think Steve could lie about that. Because mm. he already, at the beginning, when she said it day two, yeah, he was just like, "I'm getting there. Thank you for telling me." Yeah, I think it was. I think it was genuine. Is it bad that I still felt she was kind of annoying after he even said it? She was still kind of like playing around the word, and I'm like, "Man, he just said what you wanted. Just enjoy it. Take it she in." She was like, "Really? You do?" <laughs> Why didn't she just go, I love you too. That's so nice to hear. I don't know. I just, again, it's that childish reaction that just freaks me out. But hey, they're killing it compared to everyone. So good for you. I'm talking shit, but you do you. Hopefully now that this has been said, they can kind of move on and not have to be, this be like a roadblock for them in their relationship. Yep. 
Oh boy. Lindsay and Mark. Lindsay is just a whole other level. Since we lost Chris and Alyssa, like, man, this couple is feeding content, especially Lindsay. There is no way that Mark knows what Lindsay said in the bathroom of the bowling alley. Absolutely no way. Yeah. Also, it's interesting. She knows what she's saying, but she's almost clueless. Oh, she doesn't care. To what she says. She feels she is completely valid in what she's saying. No no matter how hurtful or toxic, she knows what she's saying, but she doesn't care. Talk so much shit about someone and then actually expect an apology from them? Thank you. Yes. So that's one of the first things we see with them is she saying, I expect an apology. I was like, are we we in the same world right now? No. This doesn't feel real. (laughs) When I watch her on screen, I'm like, wow, there's really more people in the world like her. This is blowing my fucking mind. I'm saying I'm out day two on this. Just, I can't handle. Like, I'm too laid back. I cannot handle. What you said in on our last recording of how she keeps kind of ammo on everything. Yep. But it's weird that she keeps ammo on all this, but then she's also so... I know what you mean by she knows what she's saying, but it's almost like, yeah, I keep all this ammo and I've said all this shit about people. But you don't use it as a gauge of like how you should treat someone. You just say, no. "Oh yeah, yeah, I said all that stuff, but whatever." But yeah, all this ammo I have on you, like, nah, I would never trust anyone again that did that. You do it once, that's it. I have nothing to say to you. I don't. I'm not trusting. You. I'm definitely not in a relationship with you. Also, it was interesting. We didn't talk about this in the prior prior episodes, but that Lindsay was comfortable making fun of Mark in reference to his mom. Kind of, I thought yeah. That was pretty low. Agreed. What if he said that shit to about her and her mom's relationship? Like you've. Oh, that's not okay though. It's not fair. The fact that she yeah, also you're, you're struggles inc- in her relationship. You're like including someone you don't know or haven't met into talking down on someone. That yep. just seems because she really, knows really because he opened up to her. Right, he opened up a, and said, a, "This is difficult for me. This so, is hard." So she, so she attacks this weakness. Yep. That's, Go home to your mom. That's pretty cool. Fucked up. Thanks. There's, that's why I keep saying there's no way that she, or excuse me, that Mark heard what she said. It kind of makes you wonder then, in the past, folks have been split between the Katina, Lindsay, a whole that little battle. Yeah. You can kind of see where Katina is not want to take yeah, shit. I'm, uh, I'm pro Katina giving shit. Yeah. Do not give out shit if you cannot take shit. Lindsay gets an ounce returned to her that the shit that she gives people and she can't handle it crumbles. Yeah. Don't talk shit. Yeah, it's it's crazy how the community is almost getting to the point where they don't think any of these couples are going to work out. Oh, I no. And Stephen Noy, if you like a reach right now. Yeah, they're doing okay. Someone said I love you, but you never know on decision day. Oh man, I wonder what our predictions were. Or they're fucking trash. They're trash, for yeah. sure. I think I probably said Lindsay and Mark are going to make it. There's no way. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I, I, I'm i going to have to listen to that episode again because... I don't even want to. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. Lindsay and Mark do the exercise as well, ask each other about past loves and what it takes to fall in love. Did you notice during this portion that Lindsay was allowed to talk the whole time? When Mark talked... Lindsay in her interview criticized every single thing that he said. She has to not only criticize his decisions, wants him to man up, whatever the fuck that means, tell him to be strong, and then just compares it to herself. 
Well, I wouldn't do that. Well, that's not how I work. We're not talking about you. Maybe that's what drives me crazy. Her opinions, her needs, her way or no way. That's just not going to work, even on a friendship level. Do you think Mark is, um, they mentioned it before. He's in a position where he's never been in. He's usually the loud one. The, yes. The go-getter. He's not familiar and with this at Lindsay's all. Lindsay's like rocking his world. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, I don't feel safe with this person. Do you think that this is making him analyze how he handled relationships in the past and maybe was too loud, too energetic, too mm. too much? As we always say, Lindsay's too much. Do you think he was too much? Mm-hmm. You know, I, don't, I, I, I can't say because I don't know how he was in the past. Or to what extent? Just horrible, according to Lindsay. Just an awful boyfriend, even though she has no idea who this man is. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think he's just so surprised to find a version of him that's way more. Just yeah. way more in every yeah. way. So the internet's kind of divided here. So there's kind of the people that say, Mark is a really good guy. He's a catch. And then there's the other camp that's kind of... Well, Mark's a piece of shit. Mark's just as shitty as Lindsay. He's not put together. He's not a grown-up man. Well, I mean, what makes people think Mark isn't a grown-up just because he has, like, a corny nickname? I mean, what? I think it's more, I mean, personally, I don't agree with the reasons, but the reasons tend to be, like, he cooked her one burger. Whoop-dee-doo. Oh, he has a bug-infested apartment. The apartment's like a frat house. Like, none of those things mean, like, shitty guy to me. No, I mean, and Mark's... Mark's a single guy. Like how? I don't know how yeah. much. How much do you expect from a single dude living in the, it, like downtown Boston or whatever apartment? Is in it Boston? bad that my expectations are real low? I on mean, that? for the most part, us single dudes are pretty boring. I mean, they got a little gaming, little gaming session. They got a bed for themselves. Probably a bunch of porn. I don't know. Like it just <laughs> so whatever. I, it's basic stuff. And. I mean, for what we know, he's got a career. He takes care of his mom when he can. Oh, but, you know, she'll punk him about his career. The apartment thing, it seemed like a building thing, not just his fucking apartment. So they're doing too much with that. That seemed like a building situation. The dude's responsible enough to take care of, like, three fucking cats. (laughs) All right. How many fucking dudes you know that can take care of three cats? I can't even take care of a dog. I can't even take care of a cat. No. I can't talk shit about Mark. I don't know. I just don't think he, I don't think they're on the same level. Personally, going back to the episode, Mark takes Lindsay out to sushi because he knows that's something that she really likes to do, even though it's not something that he enjoys doing. Surprise being in the Boston area where I'm sure seafood is huge, that Mark is super adamant. Well, he hasn't had a taco, sir. That is fucking crazy. He's never had a taco and I'm sure he's never had fucking sushi. No. Wild. Bro, what have you had? Like burgers? Yes, obviously. Like just red meat? Bud Light and nah, burgers. Nah, nah. Goldfish. Goldfish. Does he ever make All his right. burgers fancy? I don't, I don't know, man. He's like 40. Yeah, like right The fact below. that you went 40, I mean, I don't want, I mean, a lot of people go a long time without having some miserable. Tacos man, taco? are, yeah. And mind you, this is a man in America where, where Mexican food is in like the top five easy cuisines in America. Oh, How hey. do you not have a fucking taco? Well, has he even had Taco Bell? Like, when we say you haven't had a taco, have you even had a crunchy taco? Like, where's the scale here? Or you haven't had an authentic taco, which is... Mm. I just need to know the scale here. Like, really? Nothing nothing ever? We just need to see a scene of them going to, like, a mom-and-pop 
Taqueria, you know. And just I don't know if Mark's gonna make it. Go and get it. No, he'll be fucking blown away. <laughs> Lindsay annoyed me right off the bat, but I almost wonder if everything would annoy me at this point. Why does Mark have to eat what Lindsay wants to eat? Can you let this man order his own food? Yeah. She's also, well, I don't want to like just only bash Lindsay on there. I know section, I'm but, trying not to, but, but everything. Like, let's me. say even if I was introducing someone to sushi, you have to start like real slow. Like start them off the veggie roll that doesn't even have fish. Yeah, it's just got rice or and nice like some Cali veggies. Roll. But she gave him the fucking uh, not sashimi, but it's basically like only a huge piece of fish yeah. on like a little bit of rice. And the fact that he doesn't like seafood anyway. I was like, don't don't start this dude off with that. That's terrible. I feel like she okay. I I'm also not trying to bash her, but it, it, there was just trash this episode only. She feels like she's superior to everyone. Oh, yeah. Look at all my worldly cuisines. Like, oh, you don't have this? Well, you have to. This goes all the way back to the honeymoon. You have to speak Spanish here. Go, stop. She, always the victim, always superior. I just imagine she shows up trying to speak Spanish and the guy's like, or ladies like, "Uh, we can, we can speak English just (laughs) fine. Like, I grew up in Florida. At this dinner, Mark apologized and Lindsay was over the moon and that was basically it. So Mark just caved, eh? Yep. The next day, Lindsay took Mark to the batting cages because that's something that he really enjoys. Mark is applauding Lindsay for paying attention, but I didn't like this either. Why? Because when they were cleaning out the apartment, she saw the case of baseballs and she punked him for it. Oh, she's like, let's throw these out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you want to keep these? I guess. And then she's like, well, I know baseball's super important to you, so I brought you here. And then he's like, oh, that's amazing. You remembered. But she's trying to make fun of you. Oh, she's probably punking you for keeping all the baseballs. Yeah, so take what you can get, Mark, I guess. Jasmina and Michael. Oh, everyone was just exhausting this episode. I feel like Jasmina and Michael could be really, they could be really great for each other. But there's so much to work on individually. A lot. Yeah. You know, you know, Michael's got, I mean, it feels like they both have trauma. To some yeah. Extent. She has a lot of, uh, you listen to me or it's... Or well, nothing. I mean, that probably comes from sort sort of like having to be strong at a younger time. I don't know about strong, but she's probably hurt. So she sort of developed a sort of like a firmness to her attitude. My whole thing is I, she's never had a real relationship. So she doesn't really know how to be in a relationship. Michael prepared a picnic for Jasmina and Mr. Feeney. By the way, cutest name. I watched Boy Meets World religiously. TGIF, we're watching Boy Meets World, we're watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Great Friday Nights. Yeah, Boy Meets World, that's a... Classic. That's definitely a classic. Michael brought up the honeymoon and asked Jasmina what is the best way to communicate with her. And it went downhill fast. She says the best way to communicate with her is to just talk. <laughs> it, it was just so mind-blowing to watch it all unfold and to go downhill so fast if you noticed she did interrupt him this time okay you're seeing this couple they clearly have a very hard time communicating yes yes the experts might have shown up last episode but they didn't even show up this episode they're never gonna show up so what's the point of the experts if they're barely around they send remote tasks every once in a while and then every couple weeks you show in for a face-to-face? So I heard that they're in communication a lot, but that, well, 
this is from Dr. Viviana. This is by like text message? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> like they're staying in contact, but I'm like, is that a real you think therapy if it was, session? Because you think if it was FaceTime, they would record the FaceTime sessions for the show. They said it just doesn't make the show. But everyone's been wanting that for years now. Seasons. So why wouldn't I, I they show like that? I feel like folks want more of the experts on the show. Yeah, because that's how it originally was. Unless per, like you know, the team's in charge of like chopping the episodes, seeing what makes a cut. Like they, they just are not in tune with what the audience wants. Yeah. Cause I would imagine folks want more content with the experts. Yeah. And it seems like people want less group activities. I would love less group activities. Yeah, it's we should, fun. We but... should put some polls out. Yeah, I wonder if we're in the minority. As the tension started to build, Jasmina told Michael to watch his tone and that he needed to calm down. As he was but, talking but in you were saying, absolutely you were saying tone, he is calm. If you told me that, that'd just piss me off instantly. You want to see tone? But there almost <laughs> it makes Michael just have to like pause. He can't it's, say it's, anything. It's like a restraint on him. He's just like, well. I'll just let you I'll bulldoze just, me over. I'll just be quiet now. Yep. Because that's, if he talks in his absolute normal voice, no, no tone, then it's a problem. This is why it makes it really hard for me to fully believe that Michael yells at her every single confrontation they have. Yells. We're not talking about the tone that she finds disrespectful. Yeah. She used the word yell. So it makes me question like, oh girl, did you not like his tone? And then you just called it yelling. I don't know. Hard to say because again, we have no footage, so I can't really say one way or the other, but from what if she says that's a tone and that he's raising his voice and that's not calm, oof, I don't know. Also, he seemed so flustered when they were doing the one-on-one interview in the park, he's like wiping the sweat off his face. Like it was sad. It seems like he's uh I mean, he's not over it yet. He's no, not over it yet, but no. he's it's like it is really fucking annoying for him to have to sort of work through this or try to figure out what's okay to say and how it's okay to say it. Yeah. It seems like that's that's weighing on him. Later in the episode, we see Jasmina's gym. Super cute, fun, this is a good date kind of experience for them. You love to talk shit about these kind of things, though. Yes, okay. So every date is not planned by the person. They do not execute it. They do not come up with it. And you can tell. Do you think Jasmina, who hates this man's tone, <laughs> who just got into an argument, is going to go out to Kinko's and get a poster printed? Right, right. Make the design. Yeah. No. Please. People. No. How do they know? to? Ma- Did she go buy a fit to match the poster? It was very cute. Maybe they provided it to her. But it's no. all production. Like, all dates are production. Yeah. They probably got her the cute outfit. Some intern was like, this is so cute. (laughs) Are folks really just not planning some cool shit with their new newlyweds? No, absolutely not. They did an exercise together where they sat with their legs apart facing each other. And that's supposed to kind of symbolize opening up to your partner, vulnerability. And they spoke about the first major loss in Michael's life. And it's a very emotional and very raw memory. Michael begins to cry, explaining everything that happened and kind of all the deaths that occurred after that. Jasmina spoke to him very well, but there wasn't a lot of warmth or vulnerability on her end. I think that was a good opportunity to physically get closer, but I don't know if she wants that. I think she's really like turned off by Michael right now, so Mm -hmm. even though he was being very vulnerable in that moment, I don't think she wanted to hug him, to 
have him rest his head on her shoulder. I don't know, any sort of touch. The most she touched him was to wipe a tear. It's very telling of where they are in their relationship, and you can tell they have a long way to go still. Fully agree. They're really far from the L word. Oh, yeah. Ah, and last but not least, Katina and Isaac. So, as we were watching this episode, I decided that he does not deserve the name that he thinks he does. (laughs) Isaac is alive, well, thriving, and that is how he will be addressed. I feel like there needs to be a third name. There's, like, the real person, there's the playboy Isaac, and there should be this, like patriarch patriarchal like individuals it's name. like he got married and the husband version of him came out there used to be like a third name okay well, let's work on this okay we'll, we'll brainstorm but we have a lot of opinions on what is going on in this relationship do you want do you want me to start do you want to start i will start i'll set it up how okay. about that all right during their section we see cam footage of their kitchen and this was right after their housewarming party We see them fighting about kind of a cleanup and he's asking her, why can't you just do what I ask? Isaac says that he does not think that Katina is stepping up as a wife and he's mad that Katina didn't clean the floor with him after the housewarming party. That's absurd. She's tired. She wants to go to bed. Why? Why does she have to clean the floor? Just mention a little subtlety. People always bring up compromises. You have to compromise. Okay, if Isaac's thing was... You know, I just don't like my house to be dirty you cool. know, before I go house. to bed. That, that's great. That was that was you. You're with someone. Maybe they're just too tired after this party, after throwing this event. I'm exhausted like, after social I think events. it's okay to compromise that we'll clean it first thing in the morning. Why can't he clean why it? Why does it have to be a big... Wait, hold on, hold on. No, I'm already like, mad why, at him. Like, <laughs> why, why do you have to make this a big deal? Like, you can just talk and say, hey, is it? I know you're going to sleep. Is it cool if we, like, clean up in the morning? But, like you said... Some things that he says, it's almost like he seems very much like, you know, we're on the same team. That that kind of thing. Kind of. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I guess so, he says so, it, yeah. So he says, it's almost like he's like, you're you're my wife. He's like, we're, we're on the same team, that kind of thing. Okay, I get that. So when you're cleaning, you want both of you to do it and you want her to be a part of it. You, were, you said you were cleaning and I don't doubt that. I mean, they showed footage of you cleaning. But then this whole stupid dinner thing, you want your wife to have like a dinner prep for you. You never say like you want to both be in the kitchen cooking the no, dinner. No, that's not the standard. So why are some things we're a team, but some things I expect you to do them? You see what I mean? It's just it's very like pick and choosy on what we do as a team versus what I expect of you. What What did he say exactly? He said something about... You didn't do your job to clean the floor. It was something he used a term that really set off bells in my head. And now I'm totally spacing on it. But instead of saying we, he said you, as in you are not doing your job. What's his job? Because she's still working. If he wants yeah. these super. Now, I know like we we know because we've we've been in some discussions way like way before this show on like this whole roles and relationships and. Mm-hmm. My view is I want a woman to have whatever role works for her and her family. I, this is exactly what I do not like. Katina does not want this role, right. but she has to do it for him. Right. It's almost like, yeah, if people want to be in that position versus being forced to be in that position. Yeah, and there's folks out there that they would love to be in this whole, like, make, make a meal for my husband, that kind of thing. Like, that's, 
Okay, but, but oh. generally in that role, if we're talking about traditional roles, those people don't work. Right. The, the partner right. can't handles all of that, but she right. is still working, and she doesn't want to have that housewife role. I also don't like how it seems like Isaac's way too assertive on these topics. Yes, we don't see Katina throwing this back at him. It's like Never. it's like it's like she's taken so much that she just doesn't have room to like call him out on his bullshit. Not even that. She's absolutely internalizing everything that he says and she is beating herself up over it. You know what is interesting? They had this conversation about they kind of did the whole thing of like talking about prior relationships and what's going on and and she kind of you know, gets vulnerable kind of like Michael in previous conversation of the bad boyfriend she's had or especially the last one where it just got to a point where she feels like she couldn't express emotions. She taught herself not to cry in front of this person. Which then, you know, Isaac saying like, oh, yeah, you should allow yourself to cry. It's a human emotion. He wants to see her cry so that it proves to him basically that she doesn't have a wall up. And she's explaining, I've essentially trained myself not to cry due to the abusive previous boyfriend. Yeah, the way he's communicating, it is like... But what I'm trying to say is, like, I, I just do not like the way he speaks to her. It, it's it's too much like like a coach talking to his player versus, like, you're, you're really on the same team. Like, I'm above you, and I'm, like, speaking down yes. on you on these things. Like, it, does, that- it doesn't feel like we're on the same level. Football is always a big part of his life. Sports in general. Is he trying to take the same attitude into a marriage? That would be really weird. I I don't know. I I don't know. But most of the time, it's like he's speaking at Katina, not with Katina. He does not care about her opinions or what she wants. It's only about what he wants. But again, like what, what Pastor Cal said, dude, this fucking dinner thing was not a deal breaker for you. Thank you. Yes. Why the fuck can you just add it as like, oh, well, this is a showstopper if, you know, she doesn't do this. Never said that. Never said he needed that. You clearly weren't honest on your fucking questionnaire. Nope. So in my mind, Katina could be like, I'm not fucking doing this. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, but she so badly wants us to work. So she's doing above what she ever agreed to do. Oh, everyone aligns like, bro, you are not the catch. No. Don't don't be putting up with this bullshit. Isaac took Katina to a cooking class to basically teach her how to cook. I think the cook took it as, this is a couple's cooking class. What I saw was very much so him trying to show Katina. It was so gross. So do you think production planned that one? Yes. Do you think <laughs> Do you think this man went and found the chef, picked the location? No. After they do the cooking class together, Katina asks how the food is. He says, no disrespect, but you haven't fed me on this level. That's fucking sad, dude. Fuck you. Wow. Isaac then goes on another rant, which blew my mind. He says that Katina is still learning, but there are things that I expect to already be there. He's He's insulting her. He's talking like she's a fucking child. That's what he's saying. He is saying she's a child. How did she basically survive without me? The... He's basically saying, how did you survive as an adult? Because you have no skill level. I mean, Katina should just fucking talk mad shit back. If I don't want to fucking do something, I have the means to get it done. Exactly. If she she doesn't have to cook to survive, we aren't hunters and gatherers. Isaac says that Katina did not apply herself enough at the party. 
He was annoyed that her friends were going to help bring food over. That I guess it just wasn't up to his standard. He's almost judging her on what she is able to do on her own. Yes. I thought that was really interesting. Why? You are a partnership. Why were you not? Why were you not offering to go get that food day one? You are a partnership. She needed help. Her friends were going to help her. And instead of you saying, oh, no, 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 that's okay. I got it. You're using it to shove it back in her face of being like, you're not a woman. You couldn't do this without help. Why would it be a negative? Like, let's say um, we were throwing a party and a friend asked me like, hey, is there anything I can... That's like a normal thing that friends yes. ask. Like, hey, you know, can I bring something, some food, some, and some drinks? Well, normally I wouldn't, but that's usually because me and you are working together on this. Yeah. If I had literally no help, yeah, I'd be like, please go pick up a bottle of booze or something. Yeah. I, I, just, I just found that little snippet really interesting to judge someone on what they're willing to do on their own or what they have done on their own up to this point. Yes. And he really called her out that when they went to get the decorations he called her out that they went together. So he's calling out all these things that, you know, I've been a part of with you. What have you done on your own? Yeah. That was really fascinating to me. Like, why is that a negative that she likes to have you around and do things together? Like I made you today, for example. You see what I mean? Like sometimes we're a team. Sometimes I expect you to do things by yourself. She has to guess when he wants or will allow them to be a team. And when she has to work on her own, right? There's been no conversation. And then the most infuriating line. He doesn't believe that Katina put effort into his housewarming. So this is just your house now? I can easily make that happen. I got an apartment. I cannot wait for Katina's friends to get wind of this. They already don't like him. Put all this shit in their face. Well, probably the way he talks to her, that's going to be the biggest. Yes. And um, just the weirdest expectations. She did not agree to be a housemaker to wait on this dude that i bet that wasn't in her questionnaires i wonder if we're gonna have this conversation and he's gonna make some kind of some kind of miraculous comeback do you want to talk about a mini spoiler no what because i'm mad that i saw that all right but i have a theory (laughs) on that i have a theory on that okay spoiler skip ahead two ish minutes okay Do you want me to introduce it? Yeah, introduce it. And yeah, go ahead and skip like two to five minutes. A couple weeks ago, the reunion for this season was shot. And a few of the people were photographed at the airport together. Two of those people being Katina and Isaac. So does this mean they're together? I have some theories. I actually wouldn't look into the folks that were there or not there. Because there was some individuals that weren't there. But for all you know... Maybe some folks have really hard deadlines on work and they have to travel differently. But but these uh, two were together. These two were together. Here's my theory. They realized they could be great friends, but they could not be in a relationship. No. Katina's not hanging out with this dude if they got divorced. That's my theory. I'll stick to it. Hey, I'll say what I said. And my theory is they're together. And I really, really hope they come to a compromise and that Isaac can make a big improvement. Because if they're still together and he's treating her like this, I mean, someone, someone's going to hit up and like, ah, you idiots. Everyone knows the, this fo- other photo came out and they're together or not. You know, someone's going to hit us up, but that's just my theory. Spoiler over. Then there were group activities for the women and the men separately. And everyone just kind of talked about their issues amongst each other. Mark says that marriage is more work than he initially thought it would be. 
Isaac says that it's tough to be there when you feel like you're babying someone. Yes, because he's the epitome of an adult. I digress. Michael talks about the communication issues, and Steve talks about Noodlegate. So no, like, breaking news on any of this. Just more of Isaac ranting on about what a child Katina is, which is so unfair. At the girls' get-together, I thought it was hilarious that Lindsay agreed with Noi on what she posted. Read into that however you want. Also a child. That's how I take that. Yeah, Lindsay's throwing some shade at Mark. You know, I don't want her to agree with me on anything. (laughs) Just, it'll make me feel like shit. Don't agree with me on anything. Because I need to, I need to do some self-evaluation if Lindsay's agreeing with me. Everyone is talking about the ups and downs. Jasmina says that hopefully her and Michael can be more vulnerable together. Not gonna happen if you talk to him like a child. Inoy says that she knows that Steve loves her because she hurt him? Like, what? That was a weird conversation. It, now that you've sort of framed it in a different light, I see what you mean, but it, it is kind of odd. Me giving him the silent treatment hurt him, which showed me that he, he loves really, me. He really cares. That was kind of odd. That was odd. What's that meme? Which that basketball one? player? There's so many. I'll show, I'll show it to you right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, Nick Young? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. That's exactly how I felt. Every question mark is just like, Lindsay, 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 Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of all that happened. It, it was just reiterating what had right. already happened in the episode. Hear me out here. Hear me out here. A lot of the couples, you kind of see them going in certain directions. Like Mark and Lindsay are definitely going downhill. And Noy and Steve are definitely going in a better place. Yeah. I, I feel like... Jasmina and Michael are almost at the we're making no progress. No, none. Like Since we the just, honeymoon. We are just nothing. Stuck. Completely That's stagnant. That's crazy. They're at the point where they need to figure out are you going to even try or and, is this and, it? and mind you, we say that I'm not saying I love you to someone in like 3 weeks like no. that's way too soon, but they are in a accelerated process and you're spending a lot of time with this person. They feel like they've done nothing. I feel like they should work on having a conversation without shutting down. That would be great. Can you have a meal together? Because at this point, they don't even have that. They don't have a friendship. Rooting for them, but it don't look good. Isaac makes Katina cry one more time. No, you will never change our mind about him. Yeah, I. I cannot don't believe see. what I saw. I'm actually amazed that she even sits there and like takes it. That's that's, that's what's very so sad. heartbreaking. That's really sad. I want her to give Isaac the same energy that she gives Lindsay. Nah, I need some, like, throwing water in your face energy. Like, fuck you. That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> she had no problem calling Lindsay out. Yeah. See, I need some of that energy towards Isaac. Yes. He needs to be put in a spot. And it sucks because his whole family knew this was going to happen. And they tried to tell him, do not do this. And he's out here just spewing trash. So frustrating. The the you, last season was so he, frustrating. Do you think he came at previous relationships the same way and they were no. like, this dude's fucking crazy. Absolutely not. Nope. Mm-hmm. He was just fucking around, had a good time. He never held anyone to this standard because they were not his wife. Right. They were never the end goal. No. So cool. This woman gets treated like shit. Yay. It what makes a prize. You, it makes you wonder. You're, I mean, this is to, to his own words. Like you're out here playboying for years. Mm-hmm. What makes you then develop this whole 
these definitions of what how things need to be. Why does he think he's a husband? Why does he think he knows what it means to be a husband? Right. I mean, if you've if essentially your entire adult life you've been hoeing around, lack of a better word, like what makes you just know the right way to do things? Yep. Immediately. Yeah, that's not how that works. No. What makes him so amazing? Yeah. That's like, I mean, let's do sports terms. If I played basketball my whole life, does it not fucking mean I know anything about baseball, dude? Does not work that way. Sports. Sports ball. <laughs> anything else? I'm just like, so I'm annoyed all over again. No, I got nothing. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for the grace in this episode. Stay safe. Have a fun weekend. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.